Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be previewing the weekend series between the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants as the MLB season is in full swing. I know in the past couple of weeks we've been going through both the A's and the Giants in their respective series, but uh, interestingly, they actually play each other th- uh, from Friday to Sunday, so for that reason, we're simply only going to break down the one series from both teams and talk about what we think is going to happen in those three games. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in. We're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants to start. They're currently 8-12. and 12. Uh, They've been... A little bit below average, but at the same point, they've definitely been better and more competitive than people thought they were going to be at the start of the season, but that does not save them from last place in the NL West. Talking about the recent results that they've had, they ended up losing 2 out of 3 to the Astros, they lost 2 out of 3 to the Dodgers, and they ended up losing uh, 3 out of 4 to the Rockies before that, so they're in the middle of a pretty bad downswing which is not that shocking considering the expectations the team was supposed to have to start the season. But looking at the pitching matchup, or the projected pitchers for the Giants in this upcoming series at home against Oakland, you have Johnny Cueto on the hill on Friday, and Cueto has looked, uh, I'd say, okay. He's 1-0 with a 5.4 ERA. He has a whip of 1.36, so he has been, I'd say, decent, but he did struggle a little bit in his last start as he ended up going 5-2, and thirds, gave up four runs against the Dodgers despite the team being able to get the win. The Giants have had decent results, though, in his starts as they are 2-2, two and two in starts made by Cueto, and Cueto has a 1-0 record to show for it. Now, based on his numbers against Oakland's active batters, not really that present, as he's only faced a total of uh, batters 30 times, and the opponents have roughly a 260 batting average and a 315 on base percentage. So the numbers from the likes of uh, Chapman, Davis, uh, Piscotti, Simeon, all of them are really not that bad. The main issue that Cueto's going to have to run into is Matt Olson who is a career two for three, batting 667, if you're doing the math at home, and he has two home runs, so both of his hits did go yard. So keep that in mind as Cueto might have to try to pitch around Olsen a little bit uh, before getting taken deep for potentially the third time in his career in that matchup. But overall, the Giants should feel pretty decently about having Cueto as as the first starter in this opening game because he's done pretty well, and I think that there is a chance that he could pitch at least serviceably well once again Uh, on Friday. Now moving on to Saturday, this is where things are going to get a little bit dicey as you end up having Gaussman as the starter for Saturday's game, uh, which will be taking place at night. And looking at his performances this season, he's 0-1 with a 4.05 ERA. He's actually been somewhat serviceable. Uh, If you look at the numbers, he's yet to give up more than three runs in a single, uh, three earned runs, I should say, in a single start. He gave up four runs against the Rockies, but only three of them were earned. And if you looked at his last two starts, he has gone at least five innings uh, in each of his last two, and he has given up three earned runs or less. Although the Giants have lost all four of his starts, so they have not really fared too well 
whenever Gaussman has been on the mound. But he has definitely looked better as the season has gone on, and he had his best start last week uh, as he ended up having... Uh, he ended up... Of course, even though the Dodgers ended up winning that game, he ended up going six and a third and gave up one run in three hits. So he pitched really well, and he's been looking to build on some of that momentum against Oakland on Saturday at home. But overall, Gaussman has definitely been better than I thought he was going to be. I thought Gaussman was going to be a disaster, as he's had some control issues and some consistency issues over the course of his career. But at the end of the day, do I think Gaussman's a great pitcher? No. Do I think he's a good pitcher? Not really. But I think he's definitely okay, and I think he's potentially trending in the right direction, which should be a good sign for the Giants. And now the final starter for the series will be Logan Webb, who's actually looked like one of San Francisco's best starting pitchers, the surprise of many, as he has a 1-1 record with a 2.81 ERA. His whip is still 1.5, which is not great, and he did struggle in his last start. He ended up only going 3 and a third against Houston. Two earned runs, but five runs total because of some errors in the field. And uh, they ended up losing that game as a result. Other than that, though, the Giants were 3-1 and one in Webb's first four starts of the season. So there is a chance that the Giants could perform well for Webb once again. But Webb, uh, despite just being 23 years old, has looked extremely sharp up to this point. And he's going to be looking to continue to pitching well against Oakland's underrated offense in that series. But since that's going to cover the pitching matchup for this, we're going to be going through some of the statistics in terms of the Giants' overall hitters, just to give you a brief breakdown on who's producing and who is not. Of course, the main man for the Giants right now is none other than shortstop Donovan Solano, who is batting an absurd 458, which is one of the highest averages in the league. He's currently behind Blackman in the National League, but he's number two, and he is slightly ahead of DJ Omeyu for the Yankees, so he should have the second-best batting average in the entire league, which is completely shocking considering the fact that Solano, nobody really has ever heard of. I know that he's been around for a little while, but it is worth mentioning that he is 32, and now people are finally figuring out who he actually is with 15 RBIs as well, tied for 10th in the league. So he's been great. However, he was on the bench with an abdomen injury on Wednesday against the Astros, so there is a chance he could potentially miss a game or two in this upcoming series. I would expect him to play. as it seemed, That seemed to be a precautionary move, but you never really know. There is a chance Solano could miss a game or two, and if that's the case, that would be huge, considering the fact that even though he is batting 458 overall, this season, from a batting average perspective, he's batting an absurd four. He's batting an absurd 571 at home this season. So he has been absolutely filthy at home, and he should give Oakland's pitchers fits if he is able to go. If he is not able to play, then that definitely will hurt the Giants' offense a lot. But looking at the rest of the team, Yastrzemski's been great. Four home runs, 12 RBIs, batting 314 on base percentage of 448. Yastrzemski's been fantastic. He's the highest war on the team, which makes perfect sense. He's been great. Uh, looking at some other people uh, that are worth talking about, Brandon Crawford has struggled once again. He has gotten better over the last week or two. as he's, His average was below 200, but now it's at 208. Still not great by any means. Zero home runs, three RBIs. He definitely looks well past his prime, but he has looked better over the past week, so perhaps he could potentially continue to play well in the future. Other than that, though, Longoria's looked old once again. Uh, it's a surprise of nobody. Longoria has one home run, five RBIs, and he's batting 213 with an on-base percentage of 250. So yeah, Longoria, despite missing a couple of games to start the season due to injury, he's at 34, nowhere near the player he once was. Uh, the Giants were hoping he could turn back the clock in a fountain of youth scenario, but that has definitely not been the case, and he has been uh, relatively 
I'd say neutral, as his war is negative 0.1, so he really hasn't made much of an impact on the team at all. But uh, they're going to need him to play better uh, moving forward. Other than that, though, uh, you have Dubone, who's appeared in 17 games, and he's batting 200, so he's not been good either. Pablo Sandoval's been 17 games. He's batting 179, uh, zero home runs, one RBI. He's been terrible. Uh, looking at, uh, at some other pieces, Hunter Pence uh, played in 13 games. He's batting 105, one home run, three RBIs. He played in two of the games against Houston. He did have two hits and a home run in the first game, and then they're winning in extra innings. I ended up going 0 for 4 after that on Wednesday. So perhaps he'll be in the starting lineup. Maybe he won't, but he has definitely underachieved ever since he came back to the Giants organization. Brandon Belt, uh, also, he's appeared in 12 games, missed a couple games to start the season due to injury. Uh, one home run, four RBIs, batting 135. He's been terrible. So, for the most part, Solano's going to have to lead the team offensively along with Yastrzemski. Uh, Solano potentially might miss Friday's game, but uh, that remains to be seen, so pay attention to some injury reports on that one. Yastrzemski's, in my opinion, uh, been the most consistent player on this team. I know that Solano hits for average, and I get that that's important, but Yastrzemski has four home runs, 12 RBIs, and he has a on base percentage that is somewhat rival, uh, you know, rivaling, uh, not that, is that even a word? Uh, so that somewhat rivals Solano's on base percentage of 448. So Yastrzemski, for me, I think is by far the best player on the team. Solano, I expect his average to go down as the season progresses because 458 is just not sustainable. I think he'll probably finish somewhere in the high 300s. But either or, Solano and Yastrzemski are the one-two combination that the Giants need. And if they're going to be even more competitive in the future, they're going to need some veterans like Pence, Crawford, uh, Longoria, Belt to wake up. So if that does, if that's not going to happen, they could be in for a long weekend against Oakland, who ended up dropping two out of three to the Angels, but are still in first place in their respective division. And that's going to cause us to switch gears, talk about the Oakland Athletics here on their side of the equation for this upcoming weekend matchup. And to start off, we're going to be going through the pitching matchup for Oakland uh, before breaking down their spots in the division. The starter for Friday is going to be Frankie Montes, who has been phenomenal this season as he is 2-1 with a 1.57 ERA. He also is 25th in the league in strikeouts and 38th in the league in whip. Uh, looking at his results, he is coming off of a phenomenal start, his best start of the season against Houston, as he ended up going seven innings, gave up two hits and no runs at all. So he was borderline unhittable in that start. The A's are 3-1 and one in his four starts, with his one loss coming in his second start back in late July. But ever since August, he's gone 14 innings, gave up one combined run. So he's been phenomenal, and he's going to be looking for another solid performance here against the Giants, who could be without Solano in this, ma- in this matchup. Uh, based on the pitching matchup for this one with Montes and Cueto, you got to give the edge to Montes as he's just been significantly better this season. And I expect Montes to pitch well once again against an inferior lineup in comparison to the A's. So I kind of like Montes in that spot. Looking at the second pitcher uh, for the Saturday game, of course, is going to be on Jesus Lazardo, who has been very solid so far this season. As, at 22 years old, he is 1-0 with a 2.6 ERA. Looking at his recent results, though, he was... Uh, solid in his last two starts. His first two appearances, he only went uh, three innings and three and two-thirds, and he performed okay, but the A's ended up losing both of those appearances. Ever since, though, he has gone at least five innings in each of his last two starts. Uh, he went five innings against Texas, gave up no runs, just two hits, ended up getting the win there, and he ended up uh, going against Houston, uh, went five and two-thirds, gave up two runs, and he pitched well, and they ended up winning that game as well. 
Uh, he actually didn't even get the win in against the Rangers, so I take that back. He got the win against Houston. But he has been really well, as he has gone over 10 innings of work in his last two starts and given up a combined two runs. So I do like the current form that Lazardo is in, and he's going to be looking for a solid performance against Gaussman. And I personally would give the edge to Oakland's pitching matchup there as well. Uh, Gaussman still has the tendency to blow up every now and then, and I think Lazardo could do a pretty good job of limiting San Francisco once again offensively. And then the final uh, starter for the series is going to be none other than Sean Manaya, who has been the black eye of this rotation uh, for the A's, as he has an 0-2 record with a 9 ERA. He's been atrocious if you go through all the starts. He's given up at least four runs in each of his four starts. He's yet to go five innings. Last start, he ended up going two and two-thirds to go four runs against the Angels. Uh, the A's have lost three of his first four starts. So Manaya, even though he has been very good over the past couple of years, he has been awful this season, so bad that he might be sent down to the minor sometime soon, or sent down to the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the alternative site, or whatever the made-up term is that they use now. So I think that the Giants do have the advantage in the pitching matchup on Sunday, but I think the A's should be in a pretty good spot to take two out of three in this series. I think a sweep is definitely possible for Oakland, but I do think that the Giants will battle enough against Manaya, and I do like Webb in that matchup. So I think the Giants have a good shot of preventing the sweep on Sunday with Oakland winning the Friday and Saturday games on the money line. Now looking at Oakland as a team, though, just to give the team breakdown, they are 13-6. and They are in first place in the AL West, and they have a four-game cushion over the Texas Rangers, who have a losing record. So believe it or not, Oakland, who is seven games over, is the only team in their division that's above 500. Uh, the Astros were supposed to be the favorites to win the division. They are 8-10. and 10. They've definitely looked very underwhelming under Dusty Baker. Uh, Texas has looked a lot better lately. Uh, their offense fell asleep for about the first half of the season, but they finally woke up, and they are trying to get back to 500. And Oakland uh, was in the middle of a nine-game winning streak. Then they ended up blowing a five-run lead against the Angels on Monday. Then they were getting uh, shut out on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, they ended up winning by the score of 8-4, to four, thanks to a couple of great outfield plays uh, by Loriano in center field, and they were able to win that game 8-4. So even though they have lost two of their last three, they've still won uh, roughly 10 of their last 12. So they've been absolutely cooking, and I expect them to continue playing well. But going through the actual uh, production from the lineup perspective, not really a team that hits for average. They're only batting 216 as a team. Uh, their highest average guy is Robbie Grossman, who's played in 15 games, and he's batting 311. But for their everyday guys, you have Chapman, who's leading the way at 269. This team really just doesn't, um, they don't really get many hits, and their on-base percentage is kind of a joke. Robbie Grossman, though, as I said before, is batting 311. He has an on-base percentage of 466, which is roughly 100 points higher than anybody else. Uh, I know that you can talk about Tony Kemp, who has an on-base percentage of 429, but he's more of a platoon player. He doesn't really play every day. But going through everybody, Simeon's been the most underwhelming. After being an MVP candidate last year, he's been terrible. Uh, he has one home run, five RBIs. He's batting 207. Uh, he's been very bad. Uh, Chapman's been great. Uh, six home runs, 15 RBIs. He is batting 269, uh, which could use some work. His on base percentage is 305, which could use some work as well. But in the at third base, he's still either the best fielding third baseman or the second best behind Arenado. So he's still been great in the field. And he has six home runs and 15 RBIs. So he's been very solid as he's leading the team in RBIs, and he's tied for the team leading home runs. You have Matt Olson. Uh, who is tied for the team leading home runs with six. He has 14 RBIs, but he's been pretty underwhelming as he is batting a pathetic 149. 
So he could definitely be improving a little bit at the plate moving forward. Loriano has been very solid. Uh, I know that he has three home runs, 12 RBIs. He's probably going to get suspended for that brawl he had against Houston. So keep that in mind for this weekend series. Even though he has a 262 average, he does have a 398 on base percentage. So he has been great uh, when it comes to actually walking, as he has 11 walks already, which is definitely... Uh, he has 10 walks, I should say, which is definitely a good sign. And he's a great uh, defensive outfielder as well, so pay attention to his status if he is unable to play over the weekend. Uh, and other than that, that's pretty much it. Chris Davis has been a, uh, pretty underwhelming as well. He's only played in 11 games. Uh, they started benching him more because of the fact he has one home run, four BIs, and he's batting 150. Not really much of a surprise there. Uh, he's 13 strikeouts also in 11 games. That's kind of his MO. And uh, yeah, he's a negative .4 war to show for it. So he has not been good by any means. And other than that, though, uh, looking just at the overall team, Oakland, they tend to win games by pitching, and their offense can do enough to get by. So just keep that in mind moving forward. But overall, my thoughts for the weekend have the A's winning two out of three. I think the A's should be able to win behind Montes and Lazardo on Friday and Saturday, respectively, before losing as Manaya takes the hill on Sunday. But that's been this installment of the Ben and Barry podcast here for Thursday, August 13th. Good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.